because what you don't know about energy can kill you. Here's Alex Epstein. Welcome to Power Hour. I'm Alex Epstein. Uh, this is a special edition. You might be able to see I'm not in my normal, uh, my normal studio. I'm in a hotel room, and it's going to be a shorter edition. Uh, we'll do some more of these soon, including I want to do one to, uh, based on the responses to Fossil Future, which have been overwhelmingly positive, but there have been three or something negative quote reviews, which I think are uh, not very impressive, but I would still like to address any of the claims they make, but that is not our subject today. Our subject today, and the reason why I'm having this show, is in the past year um, on Twitter primarily, but also via email, uh, I've encountered a very bright guy from Kenya named Jasper Machogu. And I always appreciate people, two things I really appreciate. One is I appreciate when there are smart people making good arguments using facts uh, in my Twitter, because I have a lot of people trolling me all the time and making all these crazy insults. And so I really appreciate people who are responding. And I like that better than me responding usually, because when they respond, uh, you know, it really shows that, that there are more and more people thinking in a rational way about these issues versus just me having the whole burden of it. So um, I noticed that. And the other thing is, for those of you who have read Moral Case for Fossil Fuels and also Fossil Future, uh, it's been a big thing of mine for a long time to get more people from the poorest places on Earth, particularly energy poor places, to speak up about these issues. It's one thing for Alex Epstein to speak up about these issues, and it's important. It's important for everyone. But the people who are living with energy poverty and seeing it all the time, they, them speaking up is a crucial factor in, in changing the way the world thinks. And so I was very excited to see this guy, uh, Jasper Machogu, doing this. And then he reached out and we communicated a little bit. And it turns out he has some pretty cool aspirations in terms of really trying to uh, help African countries in general, the world in general, both with energy policy and particularly in agriculture, which he knows is very energy heavy. And um, yeah, he, he just had really, uh, yeah, I really liked what he was trying to do. And he mentioned that he was trying to go to a school abroad and it was expensive and his family was considering selling land and willing to do that, which I admired that, but I really didn't want them to have to sell land. So I said, well, you know what, I'll contribute some. Uh, and this is, you know, the total is you'll see 20,000, about $20,000 for everything to pay for all the school he needs and the, you know, the accommodations and stuff like that. So I gave a thousand dollars myself. Uh, but I also thought that my audience might be interested in contributing as well. So I thought I told Jesper, I'll bring you on the show and we can uh, you can introduce yourself to the audience and they can get to know a little bit about how you think and what you're trying to do. So with all uh, without further ado, uh, Jesper Machogu, welcome to Power Hour. Thank you very much, Alex Epstein. I'm really happy to be here with you. Uh, it's great. Uh, great to have you you and you've got a nice got a nice background there is it is it getting late in the day it looks a little darker than when we started yeah it is it's getting late then i there is okay directly yeah okay well yeah you, you, you look good even though it's not the ideal lighting situation to have that but your reception is great you know which is a pretty impressive thing in the modern world that we can talk and you're in kenya and i'm in houston texas um right now so let's let's start off with um you know, when I encountered you, you were saying these things about energy that I was aligned with. Did you start out that way? Did you start out like pro-fossil fuels and, and having that perspective? No, I did not start like that. <clears throat> okay, um, agricultural engineering is the physics. Uh, that's an area that I am a professional in. Um, 
so I have been in the field for some time and the physics behind agriculture, we have, okay, like we have farm machinery, farm power and machinery. We have farm structures. We have uh, irrigation. We have um, post-harvest technology, post-harvest thing technology. Then we have uh, renewable energy and waste management. Those are the areas that I did um, study. I did major in when I was in school. So I know so much about renewable energy apart from nuclear. I don't know if that is like termed as re uh, renewable energy, but then, okay, I know about uh, solar and wind. So coming out, like after me completing my school, I didn't think, and from uh, the things that I used to hear um, um, on TV, on the TV, radio, t uh, newspapers, so I used to think uh, the world will do better off without um, fossil fuels. But then um, I, okay. So my journey started, let, let, me, let me give a brief introduction. So my journey started from, okay, when I was in school, I used to have this cleanup meetings. I was a Greenpeace member. So we used to have, we used to go out um, to nearby towns, town centers and then we'll clean up the environment, mostly uh, polythene papers. So I used to think that we really, humans didn't, um, didn't deserve the earth. But then at some point I was going through um, a certain town. Then I realized, okay, like what I discovered is most of the polythene was centered in the slums. So I like, okay, after sitting down, I just started thinking about it. And then I realized there must have been a reason because in when you go to this, where people live, um, where the rich people live, you realize that there is a minimal litter, there is minimal polythene. So I started questioning that uh, small uh, little fact. So um, I came to realize most of the polythene actually that you are collecting, they were plates, uh, poly uh, the polythene plastic plates, plastic cups, plastic stuff. So thinking about it, you realize the, 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 the poor, they, they use those things, those plastic stuff because it's very cheap. Uh, we have uh, plastic shoes they cost $2 only. So it's very cheap for a commoner to get, to, to get those shoes for their family. So thinking about it more, I thought maybe I should look into whatever Greenpeace was saying in their, on their website. So I went uh, through their website, then I found out that um, among the co-founders, there was a guy called Patrick Moore. So um, I went, looking further then i realized patrick moore was no longer a member of the greenpeace then uh i was concerned why why would you form like found uh, why would you found uh greenpeace and then you left so um i came to realize patrick left because greenpeace was doing uh, a lot of harm more than the, more than whatever like it was doing things that uh, patrick didn't agree with so 
that's how my journey started thinking about plastics in um, a different perspective um, that I hadn't seen before made me discover you also. So going through uh, Patrick's um, Twitter account, replies, his tweets and replies, I found out that uh, I, there is a, I think I saw a tweet where somebody said, oh, you should check out Alex Epstein. He's, he talks about these things, actually he talks about uh, fossil fuels, so you should look into him. So that's how I found Alex Epstein. Then I came to realize, actually after reading your, uh, the moral case for fossil fuel, I came to realize there is a lot that I didn't know about whatever was going on, going on around, around me. And something that I hadn't thought about, for example, uh, machinery. How would we replace um, a fossil fuel for renewable energy? Like we can't have a solar powering a combined harvester. We, it's impossible. So I don't know how, okay, maybe it's the education system because when I was in school, we, were, we weren't told um, the good, good things about fossil fuel. So anyway, uh, after reading your book, I came to realize there is so much that I didn't know about. So that's why I discovered you. Then um, I also read your other book. Thanks for the copy. It was really amazing. Um, I think you got I an advanced it. copy, right? Did I send it to I, you before I, it came yeah, out? I, yes, I got an advanced copy. So I really enjoyed it. And I've learned so much from you. So I'm curious, you know, one, one point in Fossil Futures, I talk mm -hmm. about the knowledge system and how the mainstream knowledge system de basically denies the benefits of fossil fuels and how destructive that is. And I think we're seeing that now where we have fossil fueled agriculture is becoming so much more expensive because of these anti-fossil fuel policies. And that was very predictable. And I talked about it in the book. And yet our designated experts like Michael Mann would talk about agriculture and not mention those benefits. And so people think, oh, there's no problem with getting off fossil fuels. But we're seeing from your example, like that knowledge system is not just in the wealthy world. It's in poorer parts of the world too, where you're also not hearing about the benefits of fossil fuels. And I'm curious if you have any ideas about how to change that in Kenya and other African countries. Okay, so my thinking is uh, in the future, in the coming, uh, years, you're going to see, we are going to see uh, Africans trying to get out of poverty, and one of the ways that we are going to do it is through um, increasing the amount of energy that we consume today. Um, for example, in Kenya, uh, it's really it's 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 so bad that okay, when you look at the energy. Um, consumption in Kenya, you realize that 70%, more than 70% actually of our energy comes from firewood. So that's a really big number. And um, so anyway, uh, to answer your question, I'm thinking, um, you see the way China has been using a lot of fossil fuels to improve the life standards of its people. Uh, we have seen a decline of poverty, extreme poverty levels from to uh, up to a number of 94%. So 
So in a few years, in between 1980 and 2015. So I'm guessing in the coming years, Africa is going to start using uh, lots of uh, fertilizers. Right now we use around 20 kgs per hectare, by the way, and China uses around 390 uh, kgs per hectare. So yeah, and the US more than 100. So when you look at those figures, Africa with the increase, increasing population, Africa is going to use, to, it's, it's going to need a lot of fertilizer. At the same time, we have to mechanize our farms because that's the one of the easiest ways that we can improve on whatever we're producing right now in, in terms of agriculture. So uh, machinery, mechanism, oh, that, that's termed as farm mechanization. So farm mechanization and fertilizers. When we improve the two, uh, of course, uh, inevitably we're going to require lots of energy, fossil fuels, that's inevitable. So I think if we can find a way, if somebody, okay, I don't know who I'm supposed to refer to, like, like I'm, 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 I'm thinking out loud that if we improved agriculture through mechanization and supplying of fertilizers, of course, inevitably, we, we are going to uh, increase the amount of energy that we require in turn. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the ways that we can increase the energy and, you know, feed the population, stuff like that. Well, 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 so part of my part of my question is, though, how do you so that's definitely true. And I think, you know, China in, in some ways is a good model there. But how do you like how can you you and others help educate more Africans about this? Because the more oh. the more you're anti-fossil fuel in the educational system and the media, the less it's realized that say improving agriculture as well as other areas requires fossil fuels. And people just think, oh, let's let's just deal with some UN solar project and that'll take mm -hmm. care of us. Okay. Um I have two points for that. So the first one is you see how the UN is trying to maybe um, improve lives, life standards in Africa. Whatever they are doing, it's because we are poor actually. So in, at some point in the near future, if we improve, uh, if we improve the life standards of Africans, of course, we're going to rely less on the UN. So that will that means that Africans are going to make their own decisions. They are because the UN actually, whenever you look at th those uh, UN, we we have we have USAID and the other uh, um, UFAID, those ones. So whenever you look at them and the SDGs, they talk about sustainable develop development goals in relation to climate change. That's all they talk about. So, so what, whatever decisions or policies that our governments are going to make, they're going to base them on uh, and, uh, climate conservation. And that means that fossil fuels are going to be, uh, um, people are going to look at them in a negative way. So until, until Africa stands for itself, uh, people won't realize the benefits of fossil fuels. 
my other point was um yeah my other point was yeah we have people like you so in the us we have people like you uh, beyond lombok we have um uh, patrick moore and others um so okay i'm thinking until we have people who are open minded who can see past whatever the un the un and the government is trying to tell them uh africa is people are not going to see the benefits of fossil fuels so i don't know how but if we have people like me a few people like me and maybe they find a way to uh talk to uh talk in the radio in the tv maybe have uh, a small section in the newspapers uh like steve steve conin did that so that's one of the best ways that we can um enlighten the people about uh energy and fossil fuels yeah well so that's i i hope that that you do that at some point and i know i know you you want to so let's let's talk next um about what your you know what your plan is and and how the uh educational program you want uh to join factors in oh okay yeah so i am supposed to go to the uk there is a university called brito university college they have offered me um uh, i have a, a the admission letter i'm supposed to go there study post harvest technology a masters degree so um i have okay um post harvest technologies uh wider section but generally speaking um i thought okay food 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 uh, production is direct is directly in the us let me let me refer to the us because we have the data so in the us 1% of energy consumption goes directly to producing food 19% goes directly to um get the food from after harvesting to the table so in between cooking um refrigeration transportation distribution or in between there we have in an energy consumption of 19% so that's a very big number so i thought why why because africa i know africa is going to um mechanize its um agriculture it's going to increase the uh, fertilizer consumption so uh, even after we do that uh, food production is only takes only 1% of the entire uh, energy consumption so i thought it was to go with the 19% the bigger number so okay so, so that's why uh, i thought it nice to maybe work on study on post harvest technology and also we waste a third of the food that we produce globally so that's why i i thought i should maybe major in that and so what do you want to do like once you do, once you get that education what are what what comes next okay um uh i'm thinking of okay once i go to school that's where 
it's going to start. Uh, I plan to write articles for maybe the school. I'll try to talk to a few people in Africa, in Kenya, maybe have a small section where I can write my articles. Um, I'm also going to hold debates in school uh, about energy, agriculture uh, policies, and how energy policies and how they affect the developing world. After that, uh, after completing my education, uh, I plan to hold debates in future, write, uh, write books like Alex Epstein, um, talk about energy in TV stations, stuff like that. Well, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be great to see. So um, I would love to talk more. Maybe we'll talk more in the future, but unfortunately I have a bunch of, of speeches today, but let's make sure everyone knows where to go. Okay, so the, I'll, I'll include a link, but I already found this out. If you just go to gofundme.com and you search for Jusper, you're, you're the only Jusper on it right now. So it's okay. easy. Uh, so it's J-U-S-P-E-R. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do his last name. Uh, you just need to, it's just like Jasper, but for those of you who are, primarily English speakers, uh, but with a U. So um, yeah, Jusper. So just go to gofundme.com, uh, Jusper. And I hope that some of the, the viewers make a contribution. Anything else you wanna say uh, to the viewers of the show or about anything else? Um, first, I'd like to uh, appreciate you because um, it's very rare for a person uh, like you to give me a chance to talk to you maybe um i appreciate it so and the viewers um i hope you support me it's more of an investment invest in me you i won't disappoint you and thank you very much uh, i like i like the confidence and oh well, i'll just say is that it's not that common that somebody thinks in the way that you were thinking. So in terms of, you know, really reflecting on, well, what's the situation with plastic and is Greenpeace making sense? And then look at the founders of Greenpeace and then look at Patrick Moore and then look at the replies. It's, it's, it's I, mean, I, I think I'm the kind of person to do this kind of thing, but I always like it when people go on an independent journey. And one of the things that's necessary is for those of us who have this really strong independence to then when we discover things to share it with others because not everyone is going to go through that journey if they had uh if if they were willing if everyone was willing to do that then we would already have a much better thinking world but it's great for people to do that and then to want to share their views with the world so i'm grateful for you doing that long before i knew you or this was a possibility um so yeah thanks for what you're doing and uh we'll help you out as much as we can so uh Thank thanks a lot, Jasper. So yeah, thanks everyone for uh, for watching slash listening. Again, you can go to this GoFundMe at GoFundMe.com uh, and then just search for, for Jasper. Uh, lots to talk about, but main thing is keep, besides that, besides uh, contributing to his cause, make sure to keep supporting Fossil Future. Uh, it's, it's selling really well, but keep getting it to influential people, keep getting it to people you know. Easiest way is FossilFuture.com. All right, that's it. Uh, this time, again, we'll have some more Power Hours soon. Uh, but until then, I'm Alex Epstein, and this has been Power Hour. Power Hour. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of energy. Power Hour, the antidote to shallow thinking about energy issues.